Hope FM, faith-filled radio. Well, uh, as part of my new programme, part of our new programme, mm. actually, because Mark is my co-presenter. Very excited about this, Blair. Yeah, we, uh, we, we like... We love to, to interview people. So if you've got mm. something which is which is happening, you know, an event or whatever, I've just actually been looking at a few emails from some of you asking us to cover some of the wonderful stuff that you're doing out there in the community. And then let us know. All you have to do is to drop me a, a, a personal line at blairc at hopefm.com uh, uh, and eventually we'll be setting Mark up with his own personal mm. HopeFM email address. He hasn't got one just yet, but it's in the pipeline, Mark. Is it? So yes, Good. so I can divert. Some I hope you get my full surname in there. Well, it's the spelling is the problem, you know. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about that later. I couldn't spell it myself <laughs> till I was nineteen. <laughs> but obviously, if you have something that you'd like us to cover, then do uh, drop me a line, Blair C at hopefm dot com. And the other thing that that we want to do, but mainly in the in the second hour, is to profile the work of a particular local church. Today, it's Mark's church, BH1 Elam. I've already got mm. a, a number already lined up. But, Excellent. But, but if you if you want your church to be profiled yeah. and, or you want to yeah. say to your leaders, again, drop me a line. I can send you some more information. Mm. But the whole mm. hour is yours yeah. to tell us all yeah. about the work. And, of course, you can choose the music, which you have done today, haven't you? Yes. Well, well do you know what? It, it, it's really useful for me that I'm married to our worship leader. Yes, so, I know, because uh, I asked so, you and you went blank, didn't you? I did. And I said, hang on a minute, let me get back to you. And I, and I, and I was able to say to Karen, give me four songs. What four songs would you say that uh, really... Uh, uh, Symbolize your worship. So, yes, thank you, Blair. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Sum up who we are as a, as a church in our worship. And, um, uh, but I do notice that, that she's given me all um, fairly modern songs there and you see I, I'm a bit of a hymn fan Blair. well we can play a hymn I, and, I put a hymn uh, in for you, know, you. I, 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 I like hymns. We'll, we'll have a we'll maybe have a have a look at that because we do we do like a sprinkling of hymns in our worship as well well I heard you you were doing this new thing where you you sung quite a few hymns didn't you we've, we've done two of them so far actually we call what them call uh, we call it precious memories hymns hmm. nights and and we just do a full night of of worship just with the old time hymns and uh, and they they've been remarkably well received actually really really good you know one of the most popular events at the greenbelt christian festival is mm. a thing that they call beer and hymns which in fact they've I now, like that. They, they've now translated to quite a few uh, public houses you know yeah. uh, and they they, yeah. they, they they you might want to try it in the church you know you take over the you know the establishment and then yeah, it's not a bad and then idea, the, is it? people sing it's like welsh choirs you know Maybe we could do it in starbucks and have coffee and hymns Maybe we could do a hope fm one couldn't we you know uh, anyway introduce us to your <laughs> to your because I mean, john fisher is here and obviously john has been an elder for two years and a church member for 15 john is that right that's correct yes good morning blair yeah and you suppose whenever you joined the church it would have been springborn christian fellowship is that what it used to be called? Springborn Christian Centre. Centre, yeah. So um, was that in the days of Malcolm? Uh, I, st- I was there just after he left. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, an interim um, pastor until uh, we had the pastor we had previously to Mark. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I should start off with you. So, I mean, obviously you, you've had uh, uh, 15 years of, 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 of the church. I mean, why do you? What makes it special for you? I mean, I I was there for the uh, the sweet fragrance worship event, and I saw you running around. You know, and, and uh, you can always tell that's a, me. I run around. Yeah. You, you can always tell a good leader because you were networking is the word. Oh, that's yeah. it, networking. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you were you were talking to the world and his cat, you know, and uh, <laughs> and praying for people and and so on. Um, 
but so clearly you're you're not just a church member. You're you're passionate about all things faith. How, how did that journey begin for you? Um, well, I used to I used to be in the nightclub industry before I became a Christian, and uh, uh, when I got saved. Uh, I was living in Gloucester, so that was the church I went to. It was an AOG church in Gloucester. And I was there two years before I went to Bible college. I didn't want to go to Bible college, but God was really instilling in me to to go. Um, So I went to Bible college in Sussex, and after graduation, I stayed there for another seven years as a member of staff. And then that's when I came to Bournemouth because um, initially it was to look after an elderly aunt of mine, um, because she was on her own, and now I'm her main carer. And um, I found Springborn because I was working at uh, Marks and Spencer at Castle Point, and there was a, a lady there who was a who was going to Springborn, and she suggested that I go there on the, on this particular Sunday. And I had some friends from France staying with me that weekend, so we all went, and we went into the service. Um, don't remember much about it really but when I came out um, I said to the my friends from France I felt that God was telling me that this is the church he wanted me to be at and they told me that they felt the same so it was like a confirmation, confirmation yeah. really from God that that's where I wanted to be or needed to be and um, and I've been there ever since <laughs> and uh, I just love it I love the the family feel of the church I love all the different things that are going on in the church with the kids' work, the youth work, um, all sorts of age, age ranges we have there. And I love talking to anybody. I can talk to the smallest child, to the oldest person in the church. Um, I like just being with everybody. And, um, yeah, I really, really love it. Just backtracking a bit, I mean, you obviously you said you, you came out of the nightclub industry, yeah. which is a tough old industry yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to work in. So what, what was the crunch that brought you to faith? It was the fact that it was a friend of mine who uh, was talking about Jesus. It took him about a year um, talking every week on my day off. He would come around and just talk about Jesus all the time. And gradually did during... You, did you think he was a bit over the top at the time? Not at all. No, it was, it was, it was just him being my friend. And that's how the yep. talk came through. He, he wasn't overbearing. So he anything. wasn't babble-thumping. No, it? no, not no. at all. Not no. at all. It wasn't his style. And um, but what it made me f- feel was I was beginning to think, why am I doing this? I'm uh, opening my the, the doors of the nightclub every night at nine o'clock, allowing people to get come in and get drunk, although we didn't like them getting drunk, allowing people to peddle drugs, although we searched them at the door, they still managed to get them in. And also allowing people to eye up somebody from the opposite sex and follow them home. Mm. And I was beginning to think, my goodness, I'm responsible for this. And I was beginning to not like what I was doing. Yeah. And, um, and then finally, when I decided that I want to give that life up and give my life to Jesus, um, I gave up straight away. What I, you know, because of the situation I was in, because of the position I was in, I needed to give three months notice, but I couldn't even do that. I said I just walked away from it. And uh, everything that reminded me of that life, this wasn't something that God was telling me to do, but it was something that I felt I wanted to do. So everything that reminded me of my previous life, I either sold or gave up, just gave it all away. So by the time I went to Bible college, I didn't have much at all. And, uh, but God built me up from there on. 
Well, let's have some music. It's a good uh, good mm. time to play a bit of a bit of music. And the first track that, that Karen has, uh, yes. worship <laughs> worship leader uh, at uh, BH One Elam, uh, she's chosen uh, "No Longer Slayers." And of course, this is the wonderful worship team at uh, Bethel Music. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. And today we're profiling the work of BH1 uh, Elam. And of course, we've got Mark Petrauskas, the pastor and my co-presenter for these programs. And uh, and John Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> John was just telling us, uh, you know, about how he, how he came to faith. And uh, one, one thing he was saying to me off uh, off air, which, which I think I ought to, you ought to say on air now, is about uh, how one of the things that God did very quickly in your Christian walk to do with, with smoking. Yes, it was. That's correct. Yes, yes. Um, I was a Christian uh, for about two weeks. So I was very, very young and I was reading the Bible in bed and uh, the passage about us being the temples of the Holy Spirit because I was searching for the baptism and um, when I read that, I was horrified because I knew that with my smoking, I was had all this tar inside of me and I didn't want the Holy Spirit living in me with that. So I leapt out of bed, got on my hands and knees and I cried out to God and asked him to take the need for smoking away because I couldn't give up on my own because I still enjoyed smoking. And uh, he took away the need straight away, immediately. He saw my heart, obviously, and how desperate I was to for his help. And the wonderful thing is that when he takes the need away, he fills it with himself. So there's not a void there. There's not a an ache for anything. It's You just don't want it anymore. And uh, when I woke up the next morning, I saw my cigarettes on the bedside table and I just threw them away. And um, one thing that I thought this would be a test was I was invited to a party that following weekend. And I thought, OK, this will be the mm. test for... Mm. <laughs> how good I am at not smoking and we went in and within 20 minutes I had to walk out because I couldn't take the smell mm. and um, yeah th- he took it away completely Wonderful. The, the amazing thing about these transformational things is mm. that sometimes people put their own agenda don't they like they become Christian or they, and maybe they have a list of lots of things mm. that they shouldn't they know they shouldn't do but I but of course in your case uh, it was the right timing wasn't it because clearly you, you cried out to God a heart cry yes and and God said well yeah now's the time yeah um, but but presumably there, there were other things in this transformation that we all go through you know from our old lives into our, our brand new Christian lives which is never ending but but it's doing things in God's timing isn't it absolutely absolutely it is so Mark if you had to paint mm. a picture yes uh, of uh, of BH1 Elam, what, mm. what would people experience if they go there on any Sunday? Oh, apart from wonderful, wonderful <laughs> preaching and and you've already say, said a warm welcome. Yeah, I, I would say Blair that that my sort of ethos in ministry really that that I believe God has given me is for what I what I call back to basics church. So um, I, I I like that I try and steer the church into being church rather than than um you know trying trying to uh influence people by by joining in with or, or trying to be something that it's not and the way that that really uh, works itself out is in um a very simple format that i call worship word and spirit and that breaks down into we believe very strongly in spirit-led freedom in worship we believe in depth of teaching in the Word of God, 
and we believe in freedom of ministry by the Holy Spirit. And that really sums up church. That that sums up our church direction. It sums up our vision. It sums up who we are. It sums up our passion. You know, we have a real passion for worship. We have a real passion for teaching. And uh, and we have a real passion for the Holy Spirit. And and I think as as Christians, that's something that every single one of us can can really get behind. And and um, so that's that really kind of sums up who we are and, and the direction that we're heading in. Blair, it, it's um, uh, I mean, th- there's lots of ways in which that works itself out. We have lots of community involvement. We have lots of different areas of church life that that we're. Um, involved in lots of different areas of outreach. Uh, for for example, we um, uh, I have two associate pastors in the church. One is Malcolm Hathaway, who's a, uh, a retired um, Bible college lecturer. He's the nephew of uh, David Hathaway, who's who's quite well known. Writes the Prophetic Voice magazine. And our other associate pastor is Gareth Sherwood, who's the, From the CEO of the YMCA, of course. And I'm on the board of the YMCA. I support Gareth in his work at the YMCA and I'm involved there I did a uh, I, I was with um, one of the chaplains Ryan from the YMCA just the other day and we did a baptism in the swimming pool at the Junction Leisure Centre which, which is was, a first it's a great great it, isn't it? yeah absolutely <laughs> it was absolutely amazing to be involved in that to be involved in that life-changing stuff that happens in, you know that real life that, that like we were talking about with John just now that real life change transformation and to be involved in that. And so, of course, I support Gareth in his ministry at the YMCA. He supports us in, in ministry in the church. And, uh, you know, that that's great. We have a coffee morning on a Thursday, which which we call Coffee with Friends. And that's sort of uh, aimed at but not restricted to older or, or maybe lonely people in the community, people who might not um, uh, meet too many people through the week. It gives them a social focus, something they can come to during the week. Um, we have a, a, a really buzzing youth group on a Friday night. They're great. And uh, we're actually just on the lookout for a youth worker at the moment on a, on a part-time basis. So any, anybody looking for any a job? budding youth workers that might be listening, please do come and, come and give us a call. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a possibility of a tie-in with the YMCA there and, and all other sorts of possibilities. So uh, just a little, little free advertising there, if I may, Blair, for our... For our job spec. It's not free. I'm giving you and, the bill uh, afterwards. <laughs> I mean, it's already 150 quid. That's yeah, yeah. fine. I'm going as up. As long as you don't charge by the word, we're okay. Because I can speak very quickly. You know, you've given me an idea. Yeah. Charge <laughs> by the word. <laughs> let's, let's have some more music. And of course, uh, you know, BH1 Elam and indeed uh, all churches are, are based on the living hope. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. Well, that, of course, is a great worship song, one which is regularly sung at BH1 Elam, and uh, one of your favourites, I think uh, you said, John. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. absolutely. Phil Wickham and uh, Jesus Christ are living hope. Coming back to you, because you were t- commenting about the warm welcome, one of the things that people like about BH1 Elam is uh, is even before the worship begins, the buzz begins, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. This is one of the, 
times that I really enjoy when I see people coming in and they you can tell that they really really want to be there they mm. want to be with like-minded people and encouraging each other and having fellowship with each other and it's just a, a, a wonderful time um, and also at the end of the service when we have our tea and coffee the 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 thing we do now is we we're having to usher people out because yeah. a lot of the people don't I'm want to leave. switching they're, the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wonderful to see that the fellowship of the church, because that's incredibly important um, to have as mm. part of being part yeah, of a church, is. a yeah. family service church. It's funny, actually, John, you talk about that buzz before the service. This this Sunday morning, just gone, obviously I'm, I'm, I was there first. I'm, I'm pleased to, to hear to that unlock. being the pastor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And... Um, one of the things I noticed this Sunday was that, that we had a number of our youth group were there before everybody else. And as the, the worship, green, uh, worship groom, group get up and they're, they're having their little practice and, and whatever before the, you know, getting warmed up and having a, a bit of a practice before the service starts. And several people, several young people from our youth group had arrived at church and they were just stood against the wall, leaning against the wall, chatting as a, a, a little group of them. And they just looked so comfortable and relaxed yeah, and yeah. happy to be where they were. I actually took a photo be- without them realizing no, what I was doing. Just because was that was, their permission, was, Mark? Yes, I oh. <laughs> It was one of those moments that you just want to capture and, and cherish because they, they were just... They they were laughing, they were enjoying themselves, and I thought, how precious to have these young people in church and comfortable and enjoying it and being part of it. And I, I always say, our young people, our children, they're not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of now. And and I really, really believe that. You know, I, when I was brought up, I was brought up in the Presbyterian Church, and we mm. used to have a thing called the Catechism, you know. Ooh, and, uh, is that um, underground? No, it was um, it was like uh, little memory things, you know. And I yeah. don't know how you'd explain, but but one of the first ones that you memorized was it was what is man's chief end or the, mm. the primary purpose, if you like. Mm. What is man's chief end? And the answer was man's chief end is to glorify God. Yeah. And then the second bit was and enjoy Him forever. Wow. Uh, and it's that second bit. I think that you know religion has somehow made mm. faith. You know, it, it loses sight of the fact that Definitely. we're in this wonderful relationship yeah. with yeah. a God who wants us to enjoy every mm. second of every day, absolutely, and to enjoy our relationship with Him. Mm. Uh, John, I know that you're uh, you're part of the worship team. Now there is a difference. We can we can all sing songs, but worship is quite different, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. It is. It's 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 what the song does to you inside it's not it's not just how the music is put together and how the words are put together but when you've got them together and you read what the words mean mm. there's there's no yeah. way you yeah. cannot worship when you understand what the words are saying and who you're saying them to um i love worship songs which are all about glorifying god and talking about what he does and what he has done and what he's going to do um, it's just in, it's just mm. incredible, and you can just get so mm. lost in it. The, the one the verse in, in scripture that I really like is when when, when the, the 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 word talks about worshiping God in spirit, yeah, and and, and, and in truth, yeah. and it's like it's like heart and soul, isn't it? Yeah, it's it like is. every part mm. of your being, yeah. like we were at a football match and cheering mm. Bournemouth on or whatever, Absolutely. you know, uh, that it, it's heart and soul stuff. Mm. And, and I often find uh, myself, in fact, I've, I've always loved music. I've, obviously, I've been involved with radio presenting for some time, but 
I used to weep. I used to get sent mm. these wonderful worship. I still, we still get lots of music coming our way, but it would just touch my spirit, and mm. I'd, I'd find myself mm. just spontaneously, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. uh, weeping, but not, but not sadly, you know, when mm. tears of of of, of joy Absolutely. as God touches yes. our hearts. Yeah. Hope FM, faith-filled radio, and uh, this morning we're profiling the work of BH1. Elam in Curzon Road in uh, in Bournemouth and hearing something about the life and work of the church. Now, obviously, all churches have got lots and lots mm. of activities and no doubt you have as well. You've got lots of children's activities? Yeah, we do. We have uh, we have Jam, which is on a Friday uh, early evening at um, uh, half past five. Half past five. Am I right, John? No. No, five o'clock. <laughs> he, he, needs, he needs an elder to keep on it's, one spit now. Well, I'm, 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 part, I'm, never, I'm, I'm part of the team of from Jam, so yeah. that's why. And I'm uh, never there for it because I come for the youth afterwards. So. <laughs> it starts at six and uh, finishes at quarter past seven. Yeah, yeah. and that's really that's really looking at um, uh, bringing in kids from from the local area from outside, and, and it's really great actually. Whenever because I, I come down to run the youth group, which is just afterwards. Um, and several of the youth help at jam yeah and so i kind of poke my head in and i see what's going on and and have a look and, and there's there's kids in the back hall running around hammering footballs up and down <laughs> kids in the main church watching videos or playing games and, and that, that's during free time it is okay. structured <laughs> <laughs> yes john you just put them straight yeah. yeah 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 so what happens on the structured program okay <laughs> um when they when they first come in we we do a song with them you know because children don't always all come in together so while they're coming in and being registered we're playing a song with them and then we uh, sit them down and we ask them actually if any of them got any news from that week and so quite a few of them talk about their personal news and and then we split them up into two groups one group does a craft while another group does a, a game and then they swap after 15 minutes or so and then so that both groups then have done a craft and the game and then they have their free time where they have a snack and they can do what they want. There's always different games and football, of course, in the back hall. And then uh, at seven o'clock, we sit them all back down together and we do what we call our God slot, where we give them a, a Bible story and uh, get them involved in that. And then at quarter past seven, their parents come and pick them up and take them home. So that's one end of the scale. Mm. What about the, the older end of the scale? So we have our, our coffee morning on a on a Thursday, which is great. That's coffee with friends, and it's really good to to. That's run by a very great couple in our church called John and Joy, and um, they they're really good at uh, at welcoming people and making them feel part of the part of the family, so to speak. And uh, the the coffee morning on a Thursday has really sort of developed a life and a personality of its own, which is which is fantastic, and. Uh, uh, it's interesting because when we started it, they we we I went and found a load of bistro tables and we had it laid out like a coffee shop with these tables with four seats around each table or two seats around some of the tables. And what we found was that people were bringing the tables together, and so now we set out long tables in a horseshoe like in shape. A horseshoe shape, yeah. yeah. And people, so people to, can talk to each yeah, other. Yeah. And they actually love well, the to whole sit group together. Want to the sit whole, and talk yeah, the to whole lot. Yeah. Which, is, which is great news, isn't it? It, it is, is absolutely. It is. And, and, and I mean, clearly, what you're painting a picture of is a cradle to the grave. You know, so you've got people coming to the church at all ages. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, which is really what the church really needs to be about, isn't uh, it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. You know. Yeah. We don't want to miss anybody out. That's mm. the thing. We want mm. to make sure that everybody's involved. It's it's quite. I'm very. 
conscious of the fact that when we have new people in, you want to go to them and welcome them and have a chat with them. And, and we're getting really, really good at that now. Uh, it's really nice that people can feel welcome. They don't come in and nobody talks to them and they leave. You know, It's, it's really important to us that we mm. talk to everybody that mm. comes in and really g give them a good welcome, to let them know that we're here for them. Um, I, because my background isn't Christian, you know, I didn't, I didn't come to the Lord until I was 39. So 10 years ago, I've, John. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we've had Naughty a boy. <laughs> so when you know what life's like outside church and not knowing God and you see new people coming in, you really want to make sure that they are welcomed because people are coming in new because they're, having different situations going on in their lives no matter you don't you know you don't know what it is but there's something happening in their lives and so you want to make sure that you can give them a listening ear mm. because they want to talk and they want to see people listening so to you're them. not talking about what people call pew fodder you're talking about real people absolutely yeah we're, yeah, really, yeah. we're doing life with people yeah yeah, yeah. that's think, a good that's a good way of putting it doing life yeah mm. yeah doing life and having worked in the prison service, you would know about that. Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on through. Now, obviously, the music that we've played so far has mm. been obviously quite upbeat and, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and popular. Yeah. But yeah. obviously, you, you love your hymns at BH1 Elon I do. As yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I mean, I, I think most of our worship style is probably modern contemporary worship. But but as I say, we do like a sprinkling of hymns and... and uh, uh, one of my favourites. We were t we were talking about worship just a, a little while ago before the ad break, and we were talking about how worship is something that we bring. And John was saying he loves songs which uh, glorify God and lift up God. And I really love songs or hymns which talk to God. And one of my favourite hymns of all time is the very well-known hymn "How Great Thou Art." And of course, when we sing that, we are singing to God. It's a prayer in music form, and we're glorifying God. And if, if we think about when the disciples came and asked Jesus how to pray, he, he didn't tell them the Lord's Prayer wasn't what to pray, it was how to pray, it was, it was a format. And it starts by glorifying God, mm. and it's so important in our prayer and in our worship that we glorify God, because when we put God in his place, it puts us in our place and and everything's in the right order and when things are in the right order they work and uh, so that that's one of the reasons i absolutely love this hymn i've got a new challenge for you now you mm. have to find yourself an orchestra if you <laughs> if you can get the, into bh1 because one of the things yeah. that one of my real joys when i spent in in london was going to a church called all souls mm. Langham place opposite the the bbc uh, headquarters and they they Travelled around the country doing a thing called prom prayers, mm. and they imagine a full orchestra, full on with hymns. And so now, just for you, I've got also wonderful. And guess what they're singing? <laughs> <laughs> Hope FM, Faith Filled Radio. 
Well, a wonderful hymn there. Wow. Voted actually wow. as the as the the country's number one love wow. hymn. And of course, that thought. version was recorded at BH1 Elim Church. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they do say that without vision, the people perish. Absolutely. So I, I think that that would be an, ex- an excellent vision for you guys, uh, yeah. you know, to have in, in every way. So tell us about, uh, you know, um, your meeting times. Obviously, it's 10.30 in the morning. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 for Worship, Word and Spirit. And uh, there's coffee after the service, uh, coffee and cakes and biscuits and things like that usually, which is great. Uh, And then on a Sunday night, we meet uh, the first and last Sunday of every month. So that's uh, obviously two weeks consecutive there. Um, the first Sunday of the month, we have what we call our power hour, which is prayer and worship. And then on the last Sunday of the month, we do what's called gospel coffee bar. And that's a very low key sort of, uh, very relaxed service. We put the coffee tables out around the church. There's, uh, again, coffee, everything revolves around coffee where I'm involved. <laughs> and, tea. And, and food. Uh, and tea. <laughs> and yes. And they're, food. They're, yes. Yeah. I did have somebody a little while ago say to me, oh, is there tea? Because I always mention the coffee. There, there is tea for those who are that way inclined. But um, <laughs> it's <laughs> no, no, but, uh, no, no, no. There's we, nothing we wrong do. with tea. We have tea. We have fruit tea. We have uh, 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 and and coffee. And you have a but special tea. coming up with Gareth, don't you? Yes, we do. So our gospel coffee bar, which again is a Sunday night. It's a relaxed atmosphere. Uh, no stand up, sit down. We usually have a bit of background music from one of our musicians. And uh, this coming. Uh, last Sunday of the month, which I think is the 23rd at half past five, we're doing a special with the the Reverend Dr. Gareth Sherwood, who is doing a a, a talk on creation and evolution. Um, I think a, obviously a very relevant topic to be looked at in churches these days, not something to be uh, to be um, avoided. So we're really looking forward to that, and uh, looking forward to what Gareth will bring there. Um, yeah. Well, Mark, John, thank you so much for joining me and profiling your church where BH1 Elam. Hope FM, Faith Filled Radio.